Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'd just like to thank y'all for coming on this evening uh, to Change the Game podcast with Bishop William Pittman. And uh, I just want to thank you. And, uh, you know, what we always say, let's talk about it. So I want to thank you for tuning in this evening. And, uh, you know, I just thank God for you. And thank you for another opportunity to just share with you. This is uh, uh, my platform that God has given me. And, uh, you know, I just want to talk about it, you know, with a few things with you. So what we're going to do, what I always do, I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer. So I'm going to read a scripture. Uh, I had asked everybody to read Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 says this. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest in me, to me, seeing that thou forgotten the law of thou God, I will also forget thou children. So let's um my message tonight is to all Americans. You know, we can never forget God. And I want to start there tonight, because you you never want to forget God. And um, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Bow your heads out there. And then tonight, you're going to need a pencil, paper, something to write down. And I'm going to do my best to help you here. Uh, let's just pray. Dear Lord, we're so thankful for another opportunity to be on live with your people. Lord, I pray for each and every one that tune in tonight. And I pray that you just use me in a mighty way and touch them out there. That uh, it may be a change in their lives and a change in all the listeners tonight. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So I was just thinking, you know, it was like, um, it's been like 10 years or more now. I've just been thinking about doing a platform like this and, you know, being, hey, I'm 55 years old and I've been in the workplace and uh, I experienced uh, police brutality you know, all this type of stuff that's going on now. Everybody is talking about it. And I kept putting it off, y'all. You know, I just wanted to, you know, put it off. Don't want to deal with it. Just what they say, sweep it under the rug. So, you know, and it's getting to a point now you get older and you keep seeing things happening in the world, you know, and I'm here to tell somebody tonight, I want you to hear from my heart tonight. We need to make a change. And it starts with us. You know, it starts with us. In order for things to change, Sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone. So uh, tonight I wanted to do this. And I always thought about this when, um, you know, a lot of people talking about all the families that lost their loved ones for uh, police brutality. And um, I just want to share with you tonight that a lot of us, if you could just go throughout all the states in America, a lot of black people have experienced racism, you know, uh, with the police in the workplace and mine was it's like when uh rodney king when that happened to him trayvon martin but tonight i want to start with uh well trayvon martin because i lived in florida and when i lived in florida we used to live right in the subdivision that he got killed in so his mom touched my heart in his life because it was uh george zimmerman and uh trayvon martin which uh, Zimmerman was 28, Trayvon was 17. So I want to talk about that law tonight. And the reason I want to I want to get right here tonight, what I want to explain to you, America has laws that have been in place for years. Like some of these laws has been in place for like the 1800s. 
And I'm here to tell you tonight, we need to change these laws. Because one, I looked up stand your ground law. Stand your ground was really for your home. Somebody break in your house, uh, somebody, you know, try to take your car from you, or you out even if you out, you feel like your life is threatened. That's stand your ground. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but George Zimmerman, he was out in an open area. He didn't have to chase Trayvon Martin. As we know, when we heard the dispatch talking to him, he said, they said, stand your ground. They said, don't go. You know, he didn't have to follow him. So what I'm telling you tonight, when he he was just like a uh, he was just like in the subdivision, like a watchman, you know, he wasn't even security. He was just like a neighborhood watch guy. You know, they carried a gun. So what I'm telling you tonight is he could have left that scene. He didn't even have to go after that guy. He wasn't a police officer. He didn't even have to go after Trayvon Martin. So stand your ground to me. Now, tonight, this platform is what I want this platform to be. I'm going to bring up some different situations, but I'm, I want comments from you guys. I want to, um, how are we going to plan this out? This is what God showed me. The system is like this. We got laws in place, but we got people. People, we need people in the system to make these make a difference, to make a change. So in order to make a change to these laws, we're going to have to get uh, do petitions. You know, we have to, we're going to have to go to Congress. We're going to have to go talk to our government officials about getting these laws changed. So number one is stand your ground in Florida. That's my number one. You know, so if you know a lot more than I know about stand your ground, you know, uh, go to my comment, uh, go to my email. You can get in touch with me. But I, tonight I got about eight different subjects I'm going to talk about. So now if the subject I touch on tonight touch your heart or you say, you know what, that happened to me and I want to make a difference. This is this is what it's all about. This is what Change the Game podcast is all about. And I put on there, let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So I, hopefully tonight I explain it the right way and I, I need your help and your support. And as I get better, grow and, and really get into this thing, this is, to be honest with you, this is the most reading I ever done, y'all. You know, I'm a pastor. Uh, I'm trying to study, get my degree. I ain't trying. I'm studying, I'm trying to get my bachelor, my bachelor's and my master's. And I'm working on me, myself. You know, when you I want to explain this to you. When you have a family, sometimes you neglect yourself. When you work for a living, you know, to take care of your family. I got a wife, four kids. I got grandkids now. I've always been a faithful man of God. I want you to know who you're talking to and who you're dealing with. I've been through some racism. I think I told you this before uh, when I was growing up, me and this, uh, you know, me and this white kid, we used to play together and we used to play in the sand together. So when we got old enough to know color, his mom came over and said, hey, tell him you can't play with him anymore. And uh, both of us started crying, you know. And then I tell you the story that when I got grown, I went back to find him. And when I went back, he had like rebel flags all around their house and all that. And I was like, man, I ain't going there. I don't know about that, you know. But that seed was sold. You know, black, white, you don't come out hating each other. You know, we you learn this behavior. You learn hate. You learn racism. 
you know, calling people the N word and think it's okay, disrespecting other people and their race and their color. You know, tonight, you know, I'm a man of God. I, ca I can't be hateful to people. You know, I want to love people because I want people to love me back. But, you know, if a person don't love you back, which my grandmother would always say, leave them alone. You know, if you can't help somebody, leave them alone. So stand your ground. That's the first law. And that's how it's going to work like this. I want to get as many people as I can. I'm going to do a, um, a petition about it and um, get as many people out as we can to sign that petition. And we change the stand your ground law. Because really, like I said, I understand stand your ground. Somebody breaking your house, you got to do what you got to do. That's the same thing. If somebody breaking my house, I'm going to do what, what I got to do. Whatever you got in your house, this is your home. This is your family you're protecting. Your vehicle, your home, your your life. If you feel your life is threatened, you you know you got a right to offend yourself, and I understand that. And then I want to go there tonight. I want to I want to talk to a lot of people. I hear I've been trying to hear both sides. You know, the black side, the young kids. They say, "No, we're gonna take over the world. We we black and we're tired of this, and we're gonna hurt everybody and do all this." No, that's not. Come on, we can't do that. That's not right. Now, if you if you don't know the Lord, then you're talking like that. But you need to get some God in your life, because if you get some God in your life, you're going to love all people. And I was like, let me share this with you. I was going to buy me a cup of coffee and I was just messing. And I said uh, to this white man, I said, you know what? Let me buy you a cup of coffee today. And you know what he said? He said, I didn't even know he, he um, barely could talk. And he said, I got you. I got you today. There's a lot of white people out there that they don't feel the same way. They know what their ancestors did. And we know we would, our ancestors were slaves for 400 years. Yeah, we know they were slaves. And what it is, we talk about the 40 acres and a mule. Now we're talking about me, my person, I always say we worked 400 years for y'all and we never got paid. You know what I'm saying? Who would work 400 years for somebody and not get paid? So when I hear people talk and they say, we don't own nothing in America. Oh, you're a lie. My ancestors work for America. We own a lot in the United States of America. You know what I'm saying? If they never pay us or never apologize, we still have a right to be here. We're not going back to Africa. Uh, we're not going back on in the hood. We can move wherever we want to move. But what it is, the ones that a lot of white people is not in this nonsense of racism, you know, and I seen it when black kids, Martin Luther King said this the best. He said, black and white kids going to walk together and hold hands. This is happening. This is happening. And while we got this train rolling, we got to keep this train rolling. You know, we got to love one another because God is a God is a spirit. God looks down on all of us. He don't look at no color. God is a spirit. So when God looks down on us, all he sees is love. I made him and I love him. And when you see the way God see it and see it in God's eyes, how can you hurt another person? You know what I'm saying? You got to love everybody. If I see a Spanish lady on the side of the road, she broke down. I want to go help her. But now you know what? I can't help her because I don't know what she's going to do. I don't know if she's going to say, hey, he tried to attack me. He did this. Or a white woman. You know, we, we got a, a society now that we scared of the police officers. We scared of our own color. We scared of white people. You know, our women, we got to protect our women because we don't know who's who. 
they got the people that wear the badge that we pay to protect us. We don't know who's wearing that badge, you know, because before, you know, your family used to say, your mom said, you know, if you're in trouble, run to a police officer. But now you don't even know who you run into. So police got to change their image, you know, and I see cops now. Some cops will be waving at you. They got to change the image. You carry a gun, you behind a badge. But now let me tell you this, too. I, I've then did security. I'm licensed to carry. I have a 235. And um, but I don't carry my gun. A lot of people, when they carry their gun, they you get in a, a little situation. You want to pull out your gun. No, it's not for that. It's for protection. If I need a job to carry my gun, I carry it. But as far as that, hurting someone, no, I don't need that because I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I don't want that on my record that I killed somebody for no reason. And then deadly force, a lot of times you don't have to use deadly force. I did security for five years. I was a chief of security and I've been in some hotel security where I've been in some situations where people was drunk. I had one night I was in a hotel room and the guy came in, they was truck drivers. And one of them swung right around me and hit the other one, you know? And I was like, ho, ho, we ain't gonna have that. You know, it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm up there by myself between two big men bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? I said, we ain't gonna have that. But what it is, I talked to him and I said, hey man, y'all work together, I understand. You know what I'm saying? But they just called on y'all, y'all making too much noise. He said, yeah, he's he brought a woman in here and all this. And um, I'm trying to get some sleep because we got to hit the road early in the morning. I still remember the story, y'all. And um, so I told him, I said, look, one of y'all going to have to leave. And the other one need to go to bed. You know, I can't leave this room until y'all straighten this out. So one of them left and the other one went to bed. See, and I just walked out. I said, I, and I also told him, I look, I get off five o'clock in the morning. I'm out of here. Y'all can do whatever you want to do. You can tear the room up, whatever you want to do. I'm out. But that was one uh, scenario I had. But then I have a lot of them, you know. And I, I believe I told you the ones that we had uh, the incident that cops draw the guns on us two or three o'clock in the morning. Me and my family was in the car. They pulled us over. But I, tonight, um, we, we was through that one. We went through that one. But it was another one. I had a truck and trailer in Florida and um, went to jail for that. The guy, uh, I got to tell you this one. Now, what happened on this one? Uh, I lived in a subdivision where I was paying rent and I had a truck and trailer, which I took the tag off the, uh, the tow truck driver. Let me make it right. The tow truck driver, I had bought a car from a lady and she wanted her tag back. So I might've been wrong. I took the tag off my truck and put it on the car. And I said, okay, I'm going to, uh, Monday morning, told my wife, I'm going to go get this car registered. Monday morning, I hear a tow truck going. <laughs> so I look out the window, got my truck and trailer up in the air. So I run downstairs and uh, he said, I'm taking it. You took the tag off and I'm taking it. I said, man, I live here. This is what I do for a living. I cut grass. You know, this is what I was doing at the time. He said, you know, I, I don't care. I'm taking your truck and trailer. So what I did, I told my daughter to call the police. And I jumped in the truck and locked the door until the cops came. So now when the cops came, a lady sheriff came. She said, okay, Mr. Pittman, get out of the truck. I got out of the truck. And I said, look, I live here. He's harassing me. So she was saying, let's just work this out. And, you know, everything will be all right. Then all of a sudden, a white sheriff came. He came. He separated me from my family. 
and he asked me for my ID, my driver's license. And I said to him, I said, um, well, you know, I called you. He's, I live here. He's harassing me. This is what I do for a living. So he says, I'm going to ask you again. I want to see your driver's license. So I said, I called you. Why did I need, why do I need to show you my license? He said, I'm going to ask you one more time. Where's your driver's license? I said, who you think you are? God? He said, I'm going to show you who God. Turned me around, handcuffed me, and took me and put me in the police car. They still told my truck and trailer and I had to pay for it. But the whole deal, why I'm telling you this story is people hide behind that badge and they do what they want to do when, um, you know, they, it's just you and them. How do you handle a situation like that? And I'm pretty sure tonight I'm talking to somebody tonight that when you out there two or three o'clock in the morning, you're on the ground and they're asking you to search your car. You know, what you going to say to a police officer? And I believe what God is telling me, police got to think about that, too. It's just you and them. How do you want a person to react to you? If you coming up to a person all forceful and they don't understand what, what you're doing or you making them nervous and you nervous and then you wind up hurting somebody. So if I could say anything to the police, I'm saying maybe you on a scene like that. Well, and that night that we was pulled over, it was a black and a white cop. Two cops together, two, three o'clock in the morning. And I was thinking, I told this story before. I was thinking the black cop was going to be on my side. He was just as bad. So what can you do in that situation? It's not like I can say, no, you can't search my car because I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to put drugs in the car or whatever they're going to do. My wife could verify it. My daughter was young. You know, she was a baby. You know, and I was so nervous. I did security, but at the time I couldn't think because they had guns drawn on me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying, what should I do in that situation? Two or three o'clock in the morning. And uh, my wife would get on me. She said, you didn't tell the whole story right. But uh, I just, I'm trying to sum it up tonight. I want you to feel where I'm coming from. That I'm a black man living in America. I've been through some things. You know what I'm saying? So I understand. You know, I understand when somebody lose someone. You know, I didn't want to talk about it tonight, but I am. You know, my one of my first cousins, what, two years ago, was shot and killed New Year's Eve in Patterson, New Jersey. And they still haven't find, found this killer, you know, and um, I still got to find out about that situation. And um, I don't believe that anybody should kill anybody. People don't think about people's lives. And you hear so much on the news that people just going around using guns and shooting people and all this kind of stuff. But one thing I thought about today, I thought about, have you noticed that it haven't been any school shootings? <laughs> I said, maybe we need to shut everything down. If we schools are closed, I guess they don't have nothing to shoot, shoot up. But now that's my next point. My next point is this. We're going to deal with stand your ground. Now schools, before schools open back up, we need to demand that they put a policy in place or something in place, safety or whatever, to protect our kids. You know, what kid need to go to school, going to school and feel it? He don't know if he's going to come home. We need to work on that. And the point I'm making tonight, uh, I'm help me, Holy Spirit. You know, I got him. What I'm going to talk about tonight, I'm talking about stand your ground is one. I'm going to, uh, what I said, schools. We're talking about schools for two. You need to write this down. Schools for two. And then I want to talk about the at will law. The at will law, if you work in the workplace, the at will law has been in since the 1800s. We got to get that law changed. 
because people are thinking that they can talk to you any kind of way, bosses, and then they can fire you at will, and then they say it's fair. You fired like that before, you know, for no reason. I'm going to work, uh, open up a property five years, and all of a sudden, somebody they bought a new management, and then you know they want to do what they want to do and talk to you any kind of way, and there was no respect there, and they hide behind their at will law. So if you haven't read your handbook, look in there. They say they can fire you at will. But then they say the fairness of it, you could quit at will. You know, you don't really have to give a job a notice. You can just walk off, you know, but then the job is going to give you a bad reference, you know. So if anybody know about that, that's, you know, you got to stand your ground. We got the school. We got the at will law. Then I got down. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the electoral votes. I'm just going over all the laws I want to deal with tonight. Uh, the electoral vote was like this. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, but Donald Trump won the electoral vote. So if we're going to get Donald Trump out of office, uh, you better find out a way to uh, deal with the electoral vote. And uh, this was the vice president, Mr. Joe Biden. So if not, he's going to sneak his way right back in office. Let's be real. And uh, if anybody should be president right now, I think Hillary Clinton should be president of the United States, a woman. And I feel as though a lot of men didn't want a woman in the White House. But a woman may be better than a man. You know, back in the day, I wouldn't say that. A lot of men want to keep women under their feet. But women are very smart, intelligent. That woman been in her field for a long time. How long Donald Trump been in the government? And really, a lot of y'all should be ashamed of yourselves, all because you wanted a man in office. I'm going to be real with you tonight. I was a little nervous in the beginning, but I'm not nervous anymore. You know, let's talk real. This is, let's talk about it. So if you need to talk about some things, you got to be real about some things. You know, they just didn't want a woman in office. That woman probably did much better than Donald Trump. Believe me. So we need to deal, Republicans, Democrats, uh, we need to deal with this electoral vote. Because if you look at all the people that's behind this electoral vote, and if anybody know about that, write in, write me. If you want to come on and talk about it, it's open. Because we need to deal with this electoral vote. Because the people voted Hillary Clinton in. But the government voted Donald Trump in. So we need to look at that, y'all, and take a very serious look at that. So the electoral vote. Okay, let me go on here. So we need to fight that right there. So number four, I had concealed weapons permit. That's one of my pet peeves. I couldn't understand that if you can get a concealed weapons permit in one state, why you can't carry it in, you know, every state, like a driver's license. You know what I'm saying? We got to get that on the books because if it's, if uh, that's your Second Amendment right to bear arms, so we only can bear arms in one state. <laughs> so let me know about that. So I'm talking about the laws. I'm talking about changes. I'm going somewhere with you. I'm not just talking. I'm going somewhere with you. You just listen to me. Uh, I'm telling you, we got to stick together on this. Not just black people. We need white people. We need Spanish people. We need all races. If things going to change and the system going to change, this is what I'm trying to play in play out in front of you tonight. I'm, I hope I give you some groundwork that you can make some plans and move forward because we hear everybody 
you know, from the riot and everything, everybody's on fire. Police brutality, reform, deep, you know, get rid of the police and all that, defunded, all this type of stuff. That's all good. But you need the police. You know, and all police is not bad. So, and not all black people are bad. So, but we need to meet in the middle. We need the police. We need black people. We need white people. We need people to come together as one nation. This is what Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, uh, John F. Kennedy, a lot of the people back then was fighting for people to be together because they know we all, we can get somewhere if we all can work together. We can change the system if we all work together. You know, it's not about Republicans, it's not about Democrats, it's about the people. When we pay these, we pay these government officials. We pay them to be in office and they making good money. I looked it up, but I'm not going to talk about their salaries, but they getting good money and they getting good benefits and they get a lot of holidays off. But if you look in the workplace, this is why I'm looking at the workplace now. You know, the workplace is with some of us is not even getting barely getting sick days, uh, barely getting holidays. Uh, some jobs don't even give you medical benefits. And they working the hell out you and, and they getting away with it. A lot of stuff that's going on in the workplace is just crazy, you know. And uh, really, I was asking myself, what is the labor board doing? What is the EEOC doing? You know, we paying people to help American citizens and money is going out there to change these things. But it's not. It's not. Things are not being changed. Things have been the same for years. And um, I was looking. I wrote this down, y'all. Listen, I, I wrote this down. Where is that? Let me find this here for you guys. Bear with me here. I've been writing so much stuff down, y'all. It's just, I want to find this here for you. Um, and I thought about this thing today. And I want to I want to show something here, tell you something. Uh, let me find it. Give me a few minutes here. I think I'll pass through here. Let me see here. I got you. You're in good hands. Hallelujah. Now, now you know if um, the EEOC only fights like five, stand, they got five things they'll fight for you for. The EEOC, that's the employ the Equal Employment Opportunity uh, Commission. And they'll fight Help me if I if I say it wrong. Job discrimination, harassment, uh, race, color, age discrimination, retaliation, and uh, disability and sexual harassment. But a lot of these companies already know, and they hide behind those laws, you know. And then it's hard to prove. It's hard to prove a lot of this stuff unless you get the person on tape, video, or something like that. It's hard to prove. And so we plan the, the um, EEOC to help us, but it's kind of hard to even prove a case. It, how, how can you prove age discrimination if they hire somebody in your position? It's kind of hard to prove it, you know? So this is stuff here. I, I want to open your eyes tonight because I believe this. George um, Floyd, he died, but the light was shined on this situation. So now we see change. And tonight, I'm a light shining on all these situations. And I believe it's time for America, America to make a change for all people. You can't say 
you know, the president going to say, oh, yeah, um, we're going to make America great again. If we're going to make America great again, let's start with each other. Help us get to be great. You know, all of us, all of us want a nice house, a nice car, a good job. And um, going to work, you don't have to go to work and be like you're in a slave camp. You going to work to provide for your family. You're not going to work because you love your boss. You going to work to take care of your family. But our government, look what they getting paid. If you look it up, go online and look it up. How much our senators and congressmen and U.S. Uh, representatives and uh, what they make a year. Go look it up. That's what I did. I know what they make. But I'm not even mad at them because they probably went to college. They did what they were supposed to do. And they they got the position they wanted. And nothing wrong with that. But all I'm saying, share some of the wealth. Now, this takes me to my next point. Taxes. I got a problem with rich people that don't want to pay more taxes. What's wrong? If I made more money and I'm in a higher bracket, what's wrong with paying more taxes? Because I know I'm helping uh, the poor. I'm helping the poor. I'm helping the middle class. And the rich is up here on top. What's wrong with you paying a little bit more? Now, I thought about this thing. Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Spirit. Now, I thought about it. Now, why you got to work so hard to get Social Security? And Social Security starts around 65, but you can't get, well, 62, but you can't get full benefits until you're 67. You're almost dead. That's another thing we need to change, Social Security. Now, why we got all these people in Congress, over 500 and some people in Congress, now, why they can't change some of these laws and these systems? What have you been doing for 30 years? You know, from, from Rodney King to George Floyd, it's been uh, police brutality been going on for 30 years. Really, it's like 29 years. 29 years, all these people in the White House. And really, if you look at it, if you weigh it all out, look like nothing's changed. We're still doing the thing. We're still doing the same things we did like 30 years ago. Why? Because you got the same people in office. Change is only going to come not just from riding and tearing stuff up. We need more black people to get in office, more Spanish people to get in office. We need more, even more white people that's real. Say, you know what? I, hey, I just want to live. And I know a lot of people, they going to work. They doing what they supposed to do, white, black, whatever color. They not out there trying to steal from nobody tear stuff up. They try to make a living to take care of their family. But if you're going to even the playing field and you're going to call America great again, let's do it. I'm all in. If you got to take more taxes out of my check, do what you got to do. If I can retire early. I was thinking about this thing, y'all. Why we can't, why Social Security can't start at 60? You already work 40 years. Isn't 40 years enough to work for somebody that you can go ahead and get on Social Security and retire? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Enjoy the rest of your life. We can send all this money to other countries. We can do all this stuff to help other got other programs. But why people can't get their Social Security benefits early? Why you can't get Social Security at 60 years old or 55? Let's live a little bit. You're going to be fair. I've been working, to be honest, since I was seven years old. My real job, I got, I believe I was like, I think I was like 13. I had my real job. But still, I've been working ever since I was seven years old on a farm. You know, they uh, 
I was driving my cousins and all them to tell you I was driving a mule down the field at seven. Always been a hard worker. Most of my life, I worked two jobs. And the reason I'm saying that, I'm still working. I'm in, I'm in good shape. I work a, a physical job now. So you can't call me a lazy man. Check my record out. Been working two jobs almost all my life. You can call any of my family. They know I'm or, probably a workaholic, anything. But it gets to a point you do want to enjoy the rest of your life. You done worked hard. Is anybody anybody out there hear me? You know, and then a lot of people I talked to, uh, I was an executive housekeeper, had like 60 employee, employees under me. I was uh, responsible for the laundry and housekeeping. And then housekeeping, I'm a physical worker. That's what I learned. That's what country people learned. I was just telling my wife, I, you know, country folks, we just programmed to work. I wish I was in the city where they program you to learn some, some do it the easier way. But all my jobs in my life has been like physical jobs. Seven years for UPS. Hotel feel. I work for Disney. I've been all over. I got a resume. I want employee of the year over 600 employees. I'm talking tonight. This is my platform. You know, I don't get this opportunity all the time, but I want to share with you about me. I'm not going to tell you my whole life story. And um, I had some lets down, some disappointments, had people didn't like me, had people talk down to me that was white working in the workplace. And I taped it. They was disappointed. I showed them the tape. And uh, they couldn't believe it. I shocked them, you know, but things I had to go through in my life. I know about living in America, being a black man and trying to make it and take care of your family when you don't have the education that you should have got that white kids got. Let's go back to the school thing for a minute. We'll talk about school. Yeah. When I was in school, I was disappointed. You know, I noticed the system. The system was like this. Black kids would come in every year. I was like, why am I learning the same math? Why am I on the same level? So if I'm coming to school every day and I'm learning, don't you think I should get ahead? I should be like the white kids. White kids was learning, well, at that time, they was learning algebra and stuff like that. But we was learning uh, basic math and all that. That's what they was doing to us. So now when I got grown and I had my own kids, I was like, no, I'm going up to the school. I had a thing against teachers. It was like, no, you're not going. I remember one time me and my wife went to the school and they said to my son, to my, he got ADD. I said, no, he just need his tail whooped. And he got it together. Ain't no ADD here. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to spend some time with your kid and find out what the problem is. Come to find out he was doing better than what they was, what the teacher was trying to say about him. And got himself back on track and doing what he was supposed to do. Sometimes you can't let these teachers or whoever tell you what your kid is doing. You got to spend some time with your kid. So you know your you, you had them. You should know your kid. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I I'm I'm just gonna be me. I'm gonna be real. I've been in the world for 55 years. You just can't tell me anything. I can go with you about God, I can go with you about the workplace, I can go with you about our government. Right is right, wrong is wrong. We got to start calling it the way it is. You know what I'm saying? We got to get some people in the White House that's going to be. How many people in the White House ever been down to the hood? You know what I'm saying? Have you ever been up in the woods to feed some people, some homeless people? I have. You can't tell me. I, I talk to some homeless people. I evangelize. I've been all over. You got to get down there and find out why this stuff is going on. Why y'all don't come out of those offices and go down to the police office and see how the policemen feel? You know what? I thought about it before I came down. We want to talk about the police, but what about if it's a good cop there and the ones around him is bad? What, 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 what? That one cop can't do anything. He probably scared for his life. Did y'all ever think about that? 
the cops on that scene, everybody probably didn't want to be in that mess. But this one cop was a knucklehead. What do you do in that situation? So we don't understand. We on the outside looking in. I mean, looking out. Well, looking in. We on the outside looking in. But I'm saying, you know, we don't know how a cop feel when he know he got a family to take care of whatever. You know, so you got to think about the cops, too. So I'm going along. But these are things that I went been through. But you got to think about the other side, too. Black lives matter. But these cops want to go home to their family. Most of them don't want to be a no nonsense. They ain't thinking about they don't wake up in the morning talking about, oh, I'm going to kill somebody. No. They went to school. They they learned. They got a position. They became a clock cop. Maybe their dad was a cop. Maybe they always wanted to do it. This is something they wanted to do. They wanted to help their community. They seen stuff, violence going on, and they wanted to help. Is that possible? Did y'all ever think about that? All cops is not bad. So, you know, you got to think about that. All black people is not bad. On the black side, we know what we've been through. Man, always having a foot on your neck. Always seem like you behind the eight ball. You know, you're trying to make it. I was telling my wife, it's like good times. You know, every time he tried to get a job, you know, James just can't make it. You know, they keep knocking him down, knocking him down. And man, you get tired of that. It, it takes a lot out of you. So I understand. So I'm not against the protesters. I'm not I'm not against. Um, Sometimes you got to get somebody's attention. But the stealing and all that, I wasn't into that. I ain't for that. I'm 55 years old. I ain't breaking in nobody's house. I ain't breaking in nobody's store. It's still, you can't say that our ancestors, we don't own nothing in America. No, we own a lot in America. Our ancestors worked 400 years for this. So let's be real. We ain't going nowhere, but we are going to do better. And our government need to do better. My next one is health insurance. It makes no sense. Other countries don't have the problem. Other nations don't have the problem that we have. So if you know a nation or a city is doing better, like I love what they're doing now. It's all about the police, but they said Camden is doing great. If Camden is doing good, well, you need to follow their system. If something's working for them, maybe it'll work for you. Maybe not. You don't know until you try it. Same thing. Other Canada, uh, I believe one of the, uh, we was talking about uh, uh, insurance for all Americans. Bernie Sanders was talking about insurance for all Americans. I agree with Bernie on it. And if it's a way to get that done, if we got to pay more taxes to get that done to help each other, this is what Americans are supposed to do. Now, uh-oh, I'm coming at y'all now. I want to read something to you. Maybe you probably ain't heard this in a long time. But I'm going to read this because I remember we used to say it every day in school, y'all. The Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Y'all remember saying that in school? Y'all you said at a game or whatever? But I just want to say, you know, when you look at that, it stands for something, justice for all, one nation. You know, we're all Americans. And when you say it, there's nothing wrong with saying it. I used to put my hand on my heart and say it. And um, I don't even want to go there about that. Whatever you want to do, that's your right to do. If you want to stand up, need kneel down or whatever. I think it was all blowed out of proportion, but black lives do matter. I agree with it 100%. Something had to be done, and that was the way. It may not have been the right way, but it was done that way. So we need to support that young man, and uh, 
I don't know if I want to go there or not. Some things I want to talk about, some things I don't. They dealing with that situation, so they need to deal with it. But it was one nation under God, too, they say. But now I want to go on. You know, some things I want to touch on. If you write me a comment and you want me to touch on that a little more, if you want to come on live and you want to touch on that, I have no problem with that. This is really not just tonight. I want you to feel me out because I'm going to be on here as long as the Lord keep me here Thursday nights at six because we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about some things. It, it's the riding is over, but the war is just begin. The war is just begun. Somebody it's just begun. If we're going to change some things, we're going to have to we're going to have to we're going to have to go to war, not with guns. But we got to talk to our government officials. We got to get some changes done. There's too many old laws been in place. If you start looking it up, like the Ed Will Law, 1800, Stand Your Ground was 2005. Yeah, I've been reading a little bit, y'all. So I'm trying to get better. You know what I'm saying? I want to start looking at this stuff. man. And um, we got to start changing the system. We got to start changing the system for all people, you know? What's going on in these companies? What is the labor board doing for us? You know, what do the labor board even do? You ever think about that? That's why I'm, I'm bringing up things, but I want you to open your eyes and say, you know what, Bishop, you're right. I always thought about that, but I never did anything about it. But, you know, tonight, the way you open my eyes, you know, God opened my eyes. This situation with this young, this man opened my eyes, you know. And, you're, and a lot of people don't understand when somebody get killed in somebody's family, somebody's mom, somebody's daughter, somebody's family is hurting, you know, brother, sister or whatever. They left behind. This man is gone. You know, all they got now is memories. And it happened a lot. What, last two years, we, we lost a lot of loved ones that was close. I lost uncles, aunts. You know, a sister-in-law that was like my sister, you know, and it touched my heart. You know what I'm saying? And my cousin that was, I mean, it was like boom, 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 right after the next, you know. And I, I just had to hold on to God, y'all. Serious. You know, I had to hold on to God. That's what keeps me strong. I got a wife. I got kids. You know, I got to be strong. And uh, it hurts, still hurts, because I miss them. You know, and I know you're going to miss your sons and your daughters and, and the situation that some of them was killed. It, it didn't make no sense. Person jogging down the street. Someone sleep in their house. Someone in their home. You're not thinking somebody's coming in to shoot you and all this type of stuff. I, I just want to touch on a few things tonight. You know, and we never know. They said, the Bible says, well, it's all your life is like a vapor. It's when, you know, you're here and it's gone. So we, we got to not just, you know, think it's okay. It's not a normal for somebody to shoot up a school. It's not a normal for somebody to take somebody else's life. It's not normal. And, and you can't think that. And you got to get those cops out of the system. If anybody going around got hatred in their heart of racism, you got to get them out of the system. Bottom line, get them out of the workplace also. These are things that we need to work on. Because I want to go back to that at will law. A lot of people think, because of the at will law, they can talk to you any kind of way. You know, go do this and go do that or I'll fire you. That's slave mentality. That law is a slave law and it needs to be changed. That's the slave law and it needs to be changed. So 
but that's one i definitely that's my pet peeve and um let me go on let me check the time i don't want to throw a lot on you tonight and um i want you to pray for me and um i want to deal with this but then if you want to come on talk about some things because i definitely want to deal with these and and um if you got a way to make some changes and you know more than you know something better than me let's do it like i said again stand your ground we talked about the schools electoral vote the at will law concealed weapons social security and then medical metal uh you know health care for everybody you know what i'm saying for all people and if we can come together and think about it and work it out like uh you know, like I said, change the where all some funds are going. Let's get some things together so we can make it better for all people. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm hoping tonight you're getting something. Not just I'm just talking, but you're getting something. I'm hoping tonight this platform we can really talk about this and discuss these things and move forward. How are we gonna do that? We got to get in the system. We got to get in the game. And we got to change some things for all people, not just for one, all people. We got to get some reform in place. We got to change. And um, I thought about something today. I was uh, also assistant maintenance manager for like five years. But I, I wanted to share one thing that I knew about maintenance. When I go in, we had something we did like uh, AC units. But these AC units, they would always go out. It'll be like a breaker or something, like a, a a sensor that would always go out. So we knew that sometime these sensors are going to go out in one apartment. We don't know which one, but it's going to go out. And the reason I brought that up, we would buy extra sensors because we knew that would go out. So when that went out, what we did, we called that preventive maintenance. And I know that a lot of these uh companies they need to put some in uh offices and the police offices and things i'm talking about tonight we need some preventive maintenance don't wait till all this uh police brutality happen what can we do before it happened right before a person get fired what can we do before it happened that's what you're talking about preventive maintenance you know we start preparing for something before it happened you see it coming like you see something coming, but you just let it happen. Like, why somebody got to die before we fix the situation? Why somebody got to get hurt before a lot of companies, somebody got to get hurt before they fix that part or, you know, get some things fixed. All right. I'm hoping I'm helping somebody tonight. And um, just work with me and I'm going to work with you. Now, what I want to go on and talk about. So if you you want me to um, discuss some things with you, if you want to talk to me about some things, if you know how I can make some things better, let's let's just do it. Let's talk about it. It's it's not about me, it's about us, it's about the people. And that's what I see. You know, a change it, we can't keep doing the same thing if we expect our lives to change for the better, you know. Just looking to see if I got any comments on there. Uh, so tonight, really, I just didn't want anybody to come on. I wanted to share some things that happened to me in my life and 
things I see that needs to be changed. So I was thinking about some things. If you look at it, you know, one thing I want to share with you, like they would say back in the day, the rich get richer and the poor get poor and the middle class is carrying everything. That's what's still going on today. The middle class is just trying to make it and hold everything together. But if we got a system, we got people in office that we can change this thing that everybody could be on the same playing field. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is in this thing together and not pulling against each other. The rich getting richer, the middle class is taking care of everybody and the poor is just there. So that's something to uh, discuss and something to talk about and something to move forward with. You know, look how long it took us to get minimum wage changed. Tonight, I'm just, I just want to give you something to think about. You know, the cost of living keep going up, up, up. Minimum wage kind of stuck there for years. And some places is still like $7.25 an hour. Come on, how can you live off of that? These are something that we need to talk about. And like I said, if you feel as though what I'm talking to you tonight and you specialize in that area, Come on, let's talk about it and let's see how we can get those things going. All those people that went out there and marched, all those people need to be voting, voting and talking about change. And we can get this thing together. I got about 10 minutes, y'all. So um, I'm hoping I, um, I've been a blessing to you tonight. But when I want to go back here and I, I just want to throw this out there to uh, the vice president, Mr. Joe Biden. You know, and um, if he's going to beat Donald Trump, he's got to go after the electoral votes. And I thought about it. You know, he want a woman, a woman to run with him. Why not pick Hillary Clinton? Why not pick Hillary? She won the popular vote. All you got to do is win the electoral. And now I'm going to shock you now. I wasn't going to say this. Nowhere in history, and y'all heard this from me, nowhere in history that uh, they keep asking, can Obama get back in office, President Obama? Yes, he can. He can be no, no president has ever ran for vice president. You heard that from me. If he wanted to be president again, Joe Biden, and he was willing to take the office, he could run for vice president. Look it up. Nobody in history has ever done it. They can make history again. Only Joe would be president. And uh, President Obama be vice president, but they still be together. And I don't think Donald Trump can take both of them. And I don't think Donald Trump can take Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. So, um, but we got to look. If there's somebody out there better, a better candidate, go for it. But that woman is well experienced. She's been in the White House a long time. Both of them got a lot of experience together. I feel as though they can change some things, y'all. And we, we need to push for them to for him to really think about this, because if not, Donald Trump gonna get him again. And y'all better think and think hard because he is, and they gearing up to do the same thing again, the electoral vote. They know he probably get the popular vote, but he gonna try to beat him in the electoral vote. So that's all I gotta share with you tonight. You know, I wanna thank God for you. Thank you for listening to me. Uh, take this video and share it with somebody. And uh, I'll be on because in the Lord's will next Thursday night, I'm going to hit you hard again. And I, I 
we gotta we gotta change some things, y'all. And I'm gonna try to uh I'm not gonna try. Gotta get up a petition to change the stand your ground law, the at will law, and whatever you think about social security. You know what I'm saying? Full benefits. Let me go back to social security for a minute. People getting partial benefits, but then when you go out and try to work after you done retired, you get the partial benefits, they want to cut your hours. What kind of mess is that? You can't even work 40 hours a week. If a person worked 40 years, what give you the right to tell them to work 40, 60 hours or whatever? They done did their time. So, and really, a lot of the Social Security ain't even enough to keep them going. So, if they want to, they still want to work extra because the partial Social Security is, is partial. I knew some people, uh, like I said, I was an executive housekeeper, and uh, some of them would come in and say, William, I can't work over 32 hours a week. And I would cut it down for him, work with him. But then when he hired another boss, he was like, you know, if you can't work 40 hours, I got to let you go. Some people are hateful like that. They don't want to work with them. But the workplace, man, it's been a lot of stuff going. A lot of people I talk to have been fired behind that at will law because you go in and you talk to the boss and you say, hey, I don't think this is right right here. Oh, you don't think it's right? You're fired. We done seen Donald Trump do this a lot in his office. <laughs> this is it's crazy. You come to work and they say you fired. Now, listen, let me explain that to you. One thing I forgot about the at will law. If you look it up, it's only one state in the United States that don't have the at will law. That's the state of Montana. The state of Montana said you got to have a just cause to fire somebody. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with uh? And you don't need a union. I'm tired of people throwing the union around. Why do I need a union for a company to treat me right? For if I come in and do my job, that's what I get paid to do. I don't come in to uh, for you to love me or like me. I'm coming in to do a job and go home. That's the workplace. You ain't there to make friends, no buddy, buddy. If that happens, that's just a plus. But I'm doing my job and I'm going home. What give you the right to fire me for no reason? That's that they hide behind that at will law. So that's that's my pet peeve. But also, you know, we need to deal with that. That law been in place for a long time. So we need to sign, you know, help me get a petition together, sign that, get it on the books, get that changed. What's wrong with a just cause? Okay, if a person not doing their job, you know, you used to have the 90 days probation, not doing your job, they get rid of you in 90 days. I'm all fine with that. Then if you do it wrong, you get three write-ups. The third right up, they suspend you or fire you. What's wrong with that? That's all cool. But how are you going to say the at will law? Now, this is what they say. I already told you once. They say about the at will law. They say uh, you could quit your job anytime. But if you if they fire you and you got bills and all that to pay, that's going to hurt you. But that's not hurting the company. That how is it if you just quit the day of tomorrow, they just gonna hire somebody else to take your place. So how is it fair? But the person on the other end of that, they fired and got a family to take care and all of that. How are you gonna justify that and say it's even? So look at look up that ad will law and get back to me on it. Look up stand your ground. That need to be changed for your home, your car, protecting yourself. I'm all in. But when you running after somebody and hurting them, especially a kid, you need to be ashamed of yourself. You know, so I'm going to leave that alone right there. Man, I, whew, hallelujah. I just didn't want to, um, I didn't want to throw a lot out there tonight, but 
it was in my heart to do it. We got to change these laws. And it's not just about police brutality. It's about stand your ground, electoral vote, at will law, concealed weapons, social security, medical, the school, school violence, guns. Come on, we got a lot to talk about, y'all. You know, it's not just about that. We need some changes and we need some changes now. The system needs to be changed. Share this message with somebody. I'm Bishop Pittman. God bless. Change the Game podcast. Tune in next week at six. Love you guys. Peace. If I can get off the air, y'all.